Welcome to Return to Radiance, the podcast with one core purpose, to remind you of your innate power and essence. I'm your host, Danielle Venables, an Akashic guide and soul coach here to activate, heal, and empower the new wave of soulful CEOs to become radically aligned and unapologetic. In these episodes, we will be diving into all things mystic, soul level transformation, the new paradigm of leadership, business energetics, awakening, healing, and more, as well as holding potent conversations around connecting deeply to your personal power and owning your truth. If you are here for it all, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. While I'm confident the discussions in this podcast have the power to change your life, these episodes are for information only and are in no way a substitute for individual medical, legal, or mental health advice. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Return to Radiance. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I think is more common than we realize, but nobody's talking about it. So naturally, (laughs) here it is. Here I am talking about it. And um, this topic is something that I feel is really important in the interest of transparency. I am going to talk about not only what I know for a fact some people do, but also just other suspicions in terms of diversifying your income streams, diversifying the ways that money can find you and support you in your business. So in the coaching world, I feel like when people say diversify your income streams, our minds immediately go to the things that we get taught in business programs, which is building out you know, your signature offer, your one-on-one, your high-level mastermind, your membership. um, And that is a quote-unquote diversified income. Um, And then we see people online sharing multiple six, seven-figure wins in their business. And I feel like there is a lot of income that comes in from other sources that people aren't necessarily sharing transparently about. And I'm not going to go into, you know, pointing fingers or calling anybody out because at the end of the day, it is what it is. And um, each mentor can approach how they teach business in their own way. And if they only want to teach the coaching side of business, that is fine. But I, what I know to be true is that diversifying income streams goes far beyond just your coaching offers. It goes far beyond having your paid masterclasses, your one-off sessions, your one-on-one packages, um, your group programs. It goes beyond all of that and it starts to move into expanding where money can come from, meaning that it's not necessarily just service-based. It's not necessarily just... um, you know, business coaching or life coaching or healing, it it starts to expand into other ways to be a CEO and to really um, 
be just connected to different options and different opportunities. And some of these are a little bit more masculine in nature, which is probably why some people don't talk about them. Um, And they're not all sexy. They're not all like these beautiful, amazing, like luxury sounding things where it's like, you know, I dropped into my self-pleasure practice and made a million dollars. But um, there are facets to people's businesses. And if you look in corporate America, there are so many income streams outside of just the products and services that these corporations sell. And I think in the spiritual community, that needs to be talked about as well, because ultimately, regardless of how that income comes in, you deserve to be wildly supported and abundant for the work that you do in the world. And that doesn't mean that it all has to come through the work that you do in the world explicitly. So one of the ways that I've seen a lot of businesses, and I see this a lot in um, the welding and like oil and gas industry as well, because my husband is a welder. um, And we know a lot of people who run businesses in in the trades. Um, One of the ways that they create sustainable income, one of the ways that they create like legacy income where they're not trading time for money um, because these men work 12 hour days, six to seven days a week um, is investments. And it's through going and talking to a financial advisor who has a fiduciary duty to you to make your money work for you. Um, And I just want to preface as like a little side tip that I've picked up along the way through business school and through like other sources of education is make sure that you are working with a independent financial advisor, not one through the bank, because at the end of the day, the bank employee works for the bank, whereas a broker um, has that fiduciary duty to you where they are bound by a code of ethics where they have to act in the best interest of the client. So that's just like a little side note when you're looking at making your money work for you more passively through investment portfolios and things like that. And I think this is one of those things that we kind of put off um, until we have, you know, quote unquote, enough money in our savings. And it's really something that if you haven't explored, it's worth doing now. Because even if you have you know, a hundred bucks a month that you can start to put into it, that does start to grow. Interest starts to compound. And I know none of this is like sexy and juicy and amazing, but um, I promise you that the sooner you can get into investments that work with your risk tolerance and with just your, your level of comfortability in terms of contribution and things like that, the more in control you will feel of your finances and the more money will start to work for you as you continue to, um, to devote yourself to that. So, um, I like to think of it similar to what's the book. I think it's atomic habits where he talks about getting like 1% better where it's like, just like the slightest shift, like 1% better. And when we start to do that with our finances, even if it's, you know, 50 bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month that we put into these investments, over time, the trajectory of your finances change drastically over time. And I mean, this is something admittedly that I don't lead with either. Um, because 
I feel like I'm a completely different person from the girl who went to business school and studied accounting and worked at the accounting firm and was hands-on with people's finances. But as a business owner, this is something that can build the residual income um, within your business. And I mean, it doesn't take a business expert to say like, that's a good thing. (laughs) So um, that is one way that I feel a lot of people with high retained earnings um, in the coaching space ensure that like recurring wealth and that building of wealth. And yet none of them are teaching or talking about it. And Meanwhile, you look at their income statement and I guarantee there is investment income on the income statement. So I want that to just be like a seed that's planted in your mind of like just taking charge of your finances in that way is going to create sustainability in the long run. And it is more masculine, but it is a way to set yourself up so that you are being supported with the money that you're holding on to in your business, which is all you can really ask for when it comes to doing your soul work and being financially supported in a world that does rely on money (laughs) to pay your bills, to feed your family, um, to travel, to do the things that you want to do. So that's enough on that. That part was dry. I wanted to like get it out of the way first, but I really think that it's important to just like think about that and look at that. Um, And now I'm going to expand a little bit more into like in the actual doing portion of your business, in the operations portion of your business, um, what can that look like? And full disclosure, I'm going to use some examples here. And I don't know the entire story of these people's journeys, but I'm just going to use bigger names in the in the industry, in multiple industries to kind of drive this point home. And I'm also going to use my own example. Um, Obviously, in the case of my own example, I'm still very much in the development process of this, but I just want to start to open your mind to how you can create sustainable income for yourself differently and how you can grow your business differently and expand differently. And so number one is product-based. There are a lot of people from artists to coaches to um, authors to whatever who have a product-based leg of their business. And I truly believe that when people can buy items from you, that creates a level of sustainability um, because it's it's almost a completely different business. And there are different strategies. There are different things that you need to know. And honestly, it's one of those things. It's one of the reasons that I'm working with who I'm working with on my Oracle deck um, is because I want that that business, that know-how, like getting the the online storefront set up, getting the distribution and the printing and everything set up for my Oracle deck. Um, but it is something worth looking at because if you look at somebody like Rebecca Campbell, most of her business was built on her books and her Oracle decks. 
I don't know about you, but that is how I discovered her. That is how I started following her on social media. And it was at that point that I started attending some of her workshops and, um, you know, different activations and experiences and stuff. And that's kind of how, at least from what I can tell, she brings people into the service-based side of her business. It's like, connect with me here. And then here are all these products. Here are all these ways that you can experience the magic in another way outside of the books and Oracle decks. And that's been like a really lucrative um, thing for her. Her decks are arguably some of the most popular decks. I mean, I don't think I know a person in the spiritual world that I'm connected with who doesn't have one of her Oracle decks or one of her books. So it's like a wide sweeping success that really allowed her to create the business that she has now. Um, And I think that's like a really important thing to note. And I will share that like in my own experience with the creation of the Oracle deck that I'm still in the process of channeling as we record this. Um, There was a lot of resistance for me in getting started, in making the investment, because I had this belief looking at somebody like Rebecca Campbell saying, well, I'm not popular enough yet. I'm not established enough yet. It's not going to sell out. Like, I need to be successful before I do the thing that I want to do. And I really experienced a shift in the fall of last year when I decided to put down that deposit where it was like, no, actually, like we are going to do this because it's been on my heart for two and a half years now. And I'm going to go through with it and I'm going to allow it to expand me. And I'm also going to allow it to be a completely separate leg of my business that can come in and financially support me for years and decades to come. And when I realized that, then I started to actually think about like, well, how did Rebecca Campbell get started? You know, where did her journey start? And I haven't dove into it. I don't know her on a personal level. So I can't just like slide up in her DMs and be like, hey, like, where'd you start? But I have a sneaking suspicion that it started with the books and the Oracle decks and it expanded from that place. And that inspired her offers, that inspired her membership, that inspired the things and the transmissions that she brings into the world, the the retreats that she hosts, all of these things because she allowed her soul to pour through her physical creations. And so now she has these two legs of her business. She's super well-established. She's well-known. People are finding her from both sides. And she also has physical products that she gets to mail out to people, which is so beautiful and sacred as a creative being. So that was something that like, I was like, oh yeah, like one day I'll have products and one day I'll have this and one day I'll have journals and, you know, um, hint, hint. (laughs) But, but I was like, why am I waiting? Like, what am I waiting for? What if this product-based thing is going to be the thing that actually fuels my coaching business? And what if I get to have both and get to be supported by both and how good would that feel? And that was when I decided to make that leap. And so, 
that's like one of the more obvious, like at the forefront things, because obviously like your name's on the deck, um, it's on your website, like people find you, but then there's also, um, different entrepreneurs who do like drop shipping type stuff or other product-based stuff where they have like an entirely separate company of products or, you know, other things that aren't necessarily related to their coaching business, um, that are either like a sub company of like their umbrella or a completely separate entity. And I personally know a woman who, who does this and she's very transparent about it. And I think that's what really started to expand my mind in terms of how business gets to look because this woman is wildly successful. She's wildly supported. She has a beautiful home and an incredible car and like all of the things she takes like these extravagant vacations and just plays so big in her business. And it's so admirable. Um, but, and she, she has a coaching business and she talks about her offers and her, her coaching, but she also shares about, the money that comes in through her dropshipping and the money that comes in through her product businesses and investments and all of those things. You know, she talks about going into the bank and speaking with the bank manager and managing her investments and all of these things that a lot of us shy away from because we either don't believe it's important because we're just going to work and make money through our, our coaching business or you know, whatever the story is there. I'm not ready to make those big investments until I have a million dollars in the bank or, you know, whatever's going on on a subconscious level with our beliefs. But she has really helped expand me just through the things that she shares publicly. And so I actually have her coming in as a guest speaker in my mastermind um, next month, I believe towards the end of, of March, um, she's coming in and speaking and sharing with the women in the mastermind on her different income streams and the way that she manages it all and the way that she expands it all and like what money comes from where, um, all while staying primarily in her feminine, in her coaching business. And so it's going to really expand like the perspective of the women in, in the mastermind, which I'm super excited for and myself included, because I feel like I've only touched the tip of the iceberg in terms of the ways that we can diversify our income. But I really just wanted to bring this forward and maybe I'll do another episode where I update after her talk, um, with just like what I've learned, because I, I feel like nobody talks about this stuff. Nobody shares about, income outside of coaching. And I think if we want to expand and make the numbers and figures that we see people online making, whether they are fudged or not, I truly believe that those numbers are possible if we show up as CEOs, if we show up as business owners. And that doesn't mean like showing up out of integrity, but it does mean showing up as like my business is a business and what business move can I make to expand my income, to expand my revenue, to support the sustainability and the legacy of the business 
far beyond the lives that I can touch in one-on-one containers and masterminds and memberships and group programs. And so I hope throughout this episode, you had something drop in where you're like, oh, that's a good one. Or it inspired a new idea or it inspired a new way of thinking and like reframed like either your readiness to make the next step of something that's on your heart or just like, I hope it expanded you in some capacity is what I'll say. Um, Because at the end of the day, like you deserve to be wildly supported and it doesn't all have to come through client work. It gets to look however you want it to look. Um, And it gets to be whatever you want it to be. And I think that's the beauty of it. And so I'm just going to challenge you to expand your thinking on where money can come from. That's it. Plain and simple. I think that this is going to be of great service to sit with and to expand on in your own awareness and really see like where are the opportunities to expand and maybe they look different than what your current belief system has allowed your business to look like. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. I hope this was helpful. Please share it, share it with a friend, share it on social media, tag me. I love to see who is tuning in and what your takeaways are. Um, and yeah, I'm just so excited to see what's in store in 2023 for all of us, for the birth of my Oracle deck, um, and also for the expansion of our legacy businesses. So that's all for now. I will talk to y'all next week and I hope you have a fantastic week ahead. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world if you'd take a moment to download a couple episodes and rate the show to help it reach more like-minded leaders. If you loved today's discussion and decide to share it, be sure to tag me on Instagram at Radiant Soul Coach to help expand the ripple effect of this podcast. 